Motherhood is hard, isn't it? That's why I'm so glad you're here to join the conversation. Welcome to the Mom Life Mindset Podcast. I'm your host, Erin Trier, and here we talk about mindset, mental health, protecting our peace, and cultivating habits in our day-to-day that really help us feel our best from the inside out. On today's episode, I had the privilege of interviewing Anne Kenny. Anne started Caring to help moms feel seen through all of the invisibility of motherhood, infertility, loss, postpartum, breastfeeding, pumping, feeding, invisible labor, returning to work, raising the next generation and more. Why? Because caregiving is woefully underappreciated and she wants people to be more comfortable talking about and celebrating care. I can't wait for you to hear our conversation and learn more of Anne's story and her perspective. Let's get started. All right, everyone, welcome to today's episode of the Mom Life Mindset Podcast. I am so excited today to interview Ann Kenny. Ann and I have been connected through a mutual friend of a friend, and I'm so excited to hear her specific perspective around motherhood and this idea of really amplifying and giving more visibility to caregiving and really the motherhood journey overall. So Ann, welcome. I am so excited to chat further with you today. Would love to kind of dive right in and hear a little bit more about you and your motherhood journey. Let's kind of start there. Great. And first off, thank you so much, Erin, for having me. I've been enjoying our chats and excited to, to chat more now. Um, yeah, so my I'm somebody who I always knew that I wanted to be a mom. And then when the stars aligned and it was time to make that happen, um, my husband and I experienced uh, a long, what felt like a very long period of unexplained infertility. Um, and then when we eventually did, pre- did get pregnant, we were so excited and, um, and that like, I, right now I have two kids who are three and five, um, and, uh, the experience of being pregnant and having kids was kind of all the emotions all at once. Um, it was immense joy um, that I, reflecting back, I think I spent so much time (laughs) preparing my birth plan, like the perfect birth plan of what that would entail. And I think I was just so blindsided by how much I didn't know about the postpartum experience and what that would be like. Um, And with my second daughter, I had postpartum depression. So I feel like I've I've experienced a a full range of kind of emotions around motherhood and I'm so grateful to to be a mom but also keenly aware of kind of all the things that I didn't know going into it and that's kind of the lens that I see motherhood through right now is how do you how do you make it more visible to those who haven't experienced it firsthand right and uh, I can totally relate to that and like my my step into motherhood, like you kind of just romanticize almost like what it's really going to be. And you come Mm -hmm. up with all these ideas. And then once you transition, it's just really this unnerving wake up call, Mm -hmm. um, as far as like the expectations and the changes and really, again, like kind of the invisibility to a lot of the day-to-day work that we do as moms. And so I really want to kind of talk a little bit more about your specific maybe story or situation and when you feel like you might remember a specific time when you really felt invisible as a caregiver. 
I think it was the contrast that, so when my, I tried to max out however much maternity leave I could have and was able to have many months home with my daughter, um, which was such a, a gift. But then when I went back to work for nine months and I did the working mom juggling um, experience and ultimately I decided that I was gonna step away from the corporate world to have more time with my family. I think it was the stark contrast of, I was used to being in corporate America where you are measured based on creating something and producing something and you're evaluated based on that. And um, I think the, the main difference I saw when I was at home full time was that a good day would be that I would make food and clean it up. We'd play and I'd clean it up. You know, we'd make a big mess and I'd clean it up. And it was like the end of the day, I'd be so exhausted from it all, but there was nothing tangible to show for it. And that, it just, it, that um, really kind of, um, yeah, felt so different than, than a world that felt like quote unquote, you could produce and mm-hmm. that you'd, you'd produce something. And obviously you're nurturing a child and caring for them, that's something, but it's so intangible from the day to day of, you know, doing laundry and putting it all away. It just felt like everything needed to be wrapped up neatly with a bow, but you couldn't, you were not aware <laughs> of anything right. that went on during the day and all the work that you went into it. If everything was quote unquote, like wrapped up at the end of the day. So that's, I think that's the first, um, you know, that's one, one way of thinking about it. I think it was also, yeah, experiencing infertility and feeling like I couldn't really talk about it with other people. There was a shame and a stigma to it. And it was hard to bring my full self to work with, you know, appointments that I didn't feel comfortable sharing. And then everything from like, when I came back from work, I came back to work and I was breastfeeding. I was trying to figure out um, you know, things like, do I put pump in the, in the calendar? Is that an okay thing to do? Or how do I, um, how do I access the pump room? And when I come out of the pump room, I felt all kind of weird buttoning myself up or were people looking at me? Like, it just felt like I had so many, um, yeah, so many things that I wasn't quite sure who to talk to about or, um, or if I was doing it quote unquote, the right way. Right. Right. And that's such good perspective. I think there's so many moms that can relate to that, especially when it's a new experience Mm -hmm. Um, and you're navigating something like going back to work, but you are in a totally new identity, right? And you're trying to figure out exactly how do I marry these two ideas of who I am, right? My working self and now my new motherhood identity and marrying that idea together is, it's a huge challenge. Um, And I know it's a huge challenge when you're in a situation where you may not know who to talk to, or you don't necessarily feel feel supported, or you're not really sure how to have those conversations where you can feel a little more visible in what you're now doing as a caregiver. So I really appreciate that feedback. I know moms can definitely relate to that. My personal story was more so I worked. And then when I became a mom, I stayed at home. So I never made that back to work corporate transition, Mm -hmm. but I know from so many conversations with women I've had how tricky that is um, and how hard it can be to manage. So again, thank you so much for vulnerably sharing that because it's so powerful to kind of hear that truth and that perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, All right. And I'd love to kind of talk a little bit now about, you know, you talked a little bit about making the corporate transition, having your babies, going back to work a little bit and kind of trying to navigate this new identity. During that time, 
who was your confidant or who did you really lean on in your life to really help you kind of navigate this transition into kind of, you know, the new you, so to speak? Yeah, I think I was lucky enough that I had a lot of, um, I developed close friendships with other women who had become moms at work and we uh, bonded in the pump room talking about, um, you know, the highs and lows and what we were feeling together. Um, so that really helped. And I was lucky enough that my mom was extremely involved and helpful. So I felt like I had a, a peer support group of other women who were going through it at the time. And then I had kind of my maternal support um, there to uh, to have the wisdom of, you know, she in her 70s, she was able to to kind of it was just so helpful to have her experience come in and kind of be measured. And um, I've learned so much parenting from her, just watching her, you know, and all of her lived experience being a parent. So I, I consider myself very grateful that I had those um, those support systems. And, they, you know, I, I recommend to any new mom that I meet is that as much as possible, you know, sign up for the mom and me prenatal yoga classes and sign up for the music classes and any parenting classes and anywhere that you will potentially get peer support. And as someone who identifies more as an introvert, I definitely, you know, recommend like, you know, going outside of your comfort zone and introducing yourself and getting contact information because you don't know where those relationships will um, kind of be a, a crutch and a benefit to you and start fostering all those connections because it, it is as much of the proverbial village <laughs> that we yeah. you know don't necessarily have these days but it's so needed yeah so needed and that kind of leads me into my next question you know i really wanted to kind of hear from you as far as what would be your best recommendations for moms or for new moms or for you know moms working in corporate who are trying to navigate you know the marrying of two different kinds of worlds and identities like what would be your best advice and I love that you're just saying, you know, get out there, get out of your comfort zone, find ways to make sure that you're really building your village of support because it's so necessary. Like you said, it's really an important thing to have in motherhood. Um, so I'd love your opinion, Anne, on this. You know, we've talked a little bit about invisibility as far as caregiving goes and how there's just so much that we do day to day that's not necessarily tangible, not necessarily seen um, and not necessarily like celebrated more or less. So I'd love your opinion on you know, what do you think we really need to do as a society, specifically for moms, to help mm -hmm. us as a community feel seen, heard, loved, appreciated for the invisible work that we really do mm -hmm. consistently every day, day in and day out? Yeah, I think a lot of it is when, after I left work, uh, the good friend and I that um, we started doing research on why being a working mom was so hard. And we talked with uh, other working moms and wrote up a series of uh, qualitative research articles around what we learned because our background is in user research. And one big theme that came up was how critical it was, not just for moms, but for all caregivers to use the phrase like parent in the open, to be as open as possible um, with, the, with the fact that they are parents. So having pictures of their kids on the desk, for example, or if they need to leave early to go to pick up or take their kid to a dentist appointment or doctor's appointment to make that very visible as opposed to 
um, hiding it or, you know, not saying why they're leaving or anything else. And especially if they're a leader or a manager at the company, that that does so much to set a precedent that it's okay to be a working parent, that, you know, that these are the, these, it normalizes the expectation that you can't do it all, but if you show up and you do a great job at work and you are transparent about, you know, when, when you're needed at home, let kind of, you know, that, that, that will rise, um, that will help all of us in terms of normalizing and accepting that it's okay. Because if, if that isn't modeled, then it just adds to the kind of shame and, um, and frankly, the unknowns about, you know, again, like I was saying, like what's expected of me and what's, what's normal and what can, and I can't do the more that that's modeled from a leadership level, the, the better it is for, for the company culture. Yeah. And um, I love that. I think that's super important. I think, you know, from friends that I've talked to that are working corporate moms, you know, I feel like there's always this level of needing to justify, right. Or needing, needing to over explain, you know, the balance or why they have to, you know, leave early or leave for an appointment, um, or flex their schedule around. And I just, I really want to be someone that really understands that struggle and also figures out how can we empower moms to figure out that that's not a necessary thing that they should feel like they have to do. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I love your idea of just transparency, like really being very open and honest about your responsibilities and kind of the expectations that you have in your home and how you have to also balance that with the expectations at work. Um, because I think that's an absolute essential for sure. Yeah. And another big, I love Eve Rodsky's book, Fair Play, which does, I think one of the best jobs making all of the uh, invisible things that happen in a household, especially after having kids more visible. And she started it because she had a quote unquote, um, she called it the should I do spreadsheet where she collected all the things that her, she was doing and her mom friends were doing. And then she came up with a system that, you know, couples can use to better understand all the things that need to happen, divvy them up. It doesn't need to be 50, 50 per per se, but it's just a, it's a great tool. And if nothing else is a great way of just raising awareness about all that needs to get done. And what do you outsource? What do you do? What's most important? What's the minimal, um, minimal level of care that needs to be put into things so that you're on the same page about what it means to like take out the garbage and things like that. I just, right. I highly recommend that book too. I love that. I've never heard of that book. I'm going to have to look that up because mm -hmm. it sounds like a good one. Like because the mental list is never ending. And I love the idea of figuring out how do you kind of divide it up in a way that makes sense for, you know, everything that you're managing. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So, Anne, I'd love your advice for a mom who maybe struggles a little bit with advocating for herself, right? Maybe she's where you were at one point. She's a new mom. She's getting ready to go back to work. She's going to have to try to figure out how do I have conversations at work about my new expectations? You know, how do I navigate what's like correct, so to speak, in the working environment, you know, how do I advocate for what I need? Maybe she's, you know, feeling overwhelmed. Maybe she is dealing with postpartum depression. Um, maybe she has like some of these emotional added things that she's kind of trying to work through. What would be adv your best advice to really help empower her to advocate for what she needs? Um, yeah, I think it's a, it's, you know, there's, it's a cliche, but putting putting on your oxygen mask first and really thinking about, I think it's it's okay to realize that when you have a family, when you have a kid, your priorities do 
change and shift and that's okay. Um, and I think if you have the right type of, I think a lot depends on the manager and we, um, you know, in the research that we've done too, I think if you're a manager and you're listening to this, that you, it's, you know, the ideal thing is to kind of check in with your employee who's, who's coming back and have those conversations before she goes on leave too, to say, you know what, I, I want to be here. I want to hear the things, the types of projects that you want to work on, the things that you want, what's important to you right now, what are the ways that you, you know, want, want to be able to contribute, what are the things that are going to be harder now that you have kids. And to, I think as long as you can be you know, transparent and open and check in um, because it because parenting is so dynamic too. Um, I think that goes a long way. And the more that you know, the burden isn't the burden isn't on the 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 employee or the mom to um, to ask for those things necessary. I think you know another thing that we uncovered in our research too is that a policy like well, you know, get permission from your manager. You can you know, as long as you get permission from your manager, it's okay. And while that can sound very flexible and accommodating, the downside of that is it does have, the burden is on the employee to essentially raise, raise the issue, ask for what they want, try to figure out how to negotiate, try to think about, well, what if they say this? And that's just right. a lot of, it's, it's more mental, mm -hmm. um, yeah, more mental load to think through. So I think I think companies that are doing the right thing are, you know, training managers and how to do this and having policies that apply to everyone. So that doesn't have to be, you know, based on what we call the manager lottery. Um, right. And then for, you know, for women, if they're in that position and they're, they don't have someone who's proactively brought it up to them, then, I mean, I, I found that I was working at a, a company that was really supportive. I had supportive managers. And it still was very helpful to check in with other moms who were just through it, try to understand what they were, what types of conversations they were having with their managers, what was hard for them. And I think there's, you know, obviously there's, there's strength in num numbers. So right. again, it, it goes back to, you know, align with the people that are in a similar lived experience as you and, and you can kind of rally together to say, you know, this is what's, this is what's this is what we need. This is what would be helpful and, and kind of ask for those things. Yeah. I love that. It's, it's almost like finding, you know, finding your safe spaces or finding a mentor. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, I've never, I would say, you know, thinking about my corporate work to now in motherhood, like I never really necessarily thought about having a mentor, so to speak as a mom. Like mm -hmm. I, I always had a, a mentor in, a, in my corporate jobs and, you know, in my working environments, but I never really thought that it was necessarily something that I would label as I, as a need in motherhood, but it very much is like, it very much is so valuable to have someone that's gone a little bit before you, like you said, and can kind of guide you or give you advice or, or kind of help you find the words or the tools to really figure out to how to ask for what you need or how to advocate for what you need. So I love how you mentioned that. I think it's incredibly powerful and super important information because we all need that. We all need kind of that mentoring voice in our lives for sure. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's kind of dive into the next question here. So, you know, here on the mom life mindset, and I talk obviously a lot about, um, you know, mental health, maternal mental health, taking care of ourselves as moms, as you said, putting our oxygen mask on first. Mm -hmm. So I'd love to hear from you. Like, do you ever find yourself 
in situations or in times during your week or during certain seasons where you're sort of losing yourself again. And when you get into those moments or in those seasons, what kinds of things do you do to kind of help yourself feel like you again, to kind of really pour into yourself, pour into your needs and help you kind of get back on track, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I find that, um, if I've been what I, you know, what I call quote unquote on for many days, um, consecutively without a, a, a break, um, that I can, I can, I know how much I can, I, <laughs> I know emotionally and physically and mentally how it starts to affect me. So one thing that, um, my husband and I, you know, figured out, a, a couple of years ago or during the pandemic that was really helpful is to just set the expectations, you know, because I'm with the kids mostly during the week was that on Saturday morning, he would take the kids and I would have that time to myself. And while it sounds, you know, simple and in, in retrospect, what it did, what it what, is it gave me something to look forward to um, that I didn't need to kind of ask for um, on a regular basis that by right. having something, you know, in the calendar that was an established thing, um, yeah, enabled me to, yeah, to, to look forward to it and to, to know that it was happening, to know that I was getting a break other than kind of like going on, um, uh, feeling like I was running a marathon and I didn't know when the finish line right. was, um, right. so that that's been really helpful. And even, you know, and I think, I had to also feel okay. You know, when it first started doing, I had a little bit of, of FOMO of <laughs> that I would be missing out on the activity that, right. you know, my kids and my husband would be doing together. And so internally, I think that we, we as women and as moms have such high expectations for what we should be doing. And I had to be okay with saying, you know what, um, they're going to do their thing. They're going to have a great time. <laughs> And I'm going to feel, I'm going to, you know, do what I need to recharge, either work out or, you know, have what I call like whole house, <laughs> having the house yeah. to myself to kind of follow a thread and a thought with, without the interruptions that uh, often come with kids in the house. Um, and I found that those times were really restorative and yeah, and having them predictable in the calendar was, was helpful. And, you know, if you, if you read, Eve's book too, she talks about how, you know, you could do, you could do that for each other. So each parent is getting their own me time um, and it's baked yeah. into the schedule. So it was yeah. really helpful. Yeah. That's such, that's such good advice. Something that I totally need to like a dedicated time, at least one time a week where I just know that I'm going to be able to just kind of have some dedicated or dedicated hours just for me, whatever mm -hmm. that looks like, whatever I want to do with it. So, so important for sure. Okay, I have one more question for you, and then we're going to kind of talk a little bit about your current company and the work you're doing right now, because it's super interesting work, and I want to make sure we talk about that too here on the podcast. So just kind of in closing, um, you know, as I said, the Mom Life Mindset podcast here is really about sharing stories and talking about maternal mental health and just normalizing like how we feel as moms and how it comes with this mixed bag of emotion and everything that we feel and everything that we manage is normal, right? It's part of the human experience. So I'd love to kind of hear from you, why do you feel like, you know, connecting in this way or sharing stories with other moms about your realistic journey is so important? 
Well, I think that parenting can feel very isolating. And if you, you know, especially in a two over two year pandemic, it's even more isolating. And the more that we can share and be vulnerable and say what's hard and kind of, um, I think there's also a lot of expectations on moms, uh, a lot of mom guilt that comes with not doing things, quote unquote, you know, the, the white way. So high expectations and feeling very isolated, um, you know, can, can, can make people feel reluctant to share, make the people feel like they're the only ones that are experiencing it. And so the antidote to that is to, you know, share how we're feeling, share what we're struggling with, because I guarantee you, you're not the only one, right. uh, other people. And there's, there's something very comforting about, um, about being heard and, and, and hearing from other people. You know, I was thinking the other, uh, you know, as it relates to this too, is that, you know, before I became a mom, if, I, if you saw someone pushing a stroller with a kid down the street, you kind of just, again, have this idyllic, like, oh, how, how nice <laughs> there's right. a mom or a caregiver, um, you know, walking and strolling with their kids. It looks so easy. <laughs> and once you become a mom, like nowadays, when I see someone, you know, you, you don't know like, oh, it, it could have taken them 20 minutes to convince the kid to get it in the stroller. You don't right. know the like the tantrum that happened uh, about getting on their shoes before they left the house and just how much, you know, emotional and mental baggage can go into even just the simple quote unquote act of getting out of the house. So it goes back to kind of, you don't really know the experience of parenting until you're in it. And um and I think that there can be a lot of judgment too around a kid having a, a tantrum and society saying, oh, that must be a bad mom who can't like yeah. control their tantrums where tantrums are a natural part of a kid's development. So that's all just to say that, you know, I think uh, outwardly parenting can seem <laughs> easy. And, you know, when, when you go through it, you know, all the, the nuances of what goes into a typical day with kids, no matter what their age is. Um, so that's, yeah, it's just, it's a, it's just a way of saying the more that we can be more visible, talk more openly, share our stories, the less alone people will feel. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm so grateful for your conversation here today on the podcast and just kind of your perspective, because it's so valuable to the entire motherhood community. And to mm -hmm. me, like even as a mom, I'm, as a mom of four, like it's been such a blessing to connect with you, Anne, and I'm so grateful that you're here. So before we kind of end today, I'd love to kind of have you share a little bit about where people can find you online, as mm -hmm. well as the work you're doing with Caring Inc. If you could share a little bit about your company and just the work you do, it's, it's awesome. Sure. Thanks so much for, again, for the chat and for having me and giving me this opportunity. Um, it's an honor. I, um, so my background is in user research and design, as I mentioned. Um, and I think after leaving the, the corporate workplace, and being uh, at home with two kids, especially in the pandemic, I found that I was craving being in a flow state and craving a creative outlet. And so I started making um, what I, at the time I called cards for caregivers that were basically the things that I wanted to hear as a caregiver. They were affirmations, you know, telling me how much I was doing and, and how important the work was um, and all the aspects of parenting that that you know as we mentioned can feel so invisible so yeah I've, I've been designing cards to kind of uh, what I call visualize the unseen of caregiving um, they're at um, www.caring 
Inc. Uh, with a K. It's a play on inking.com um, and or on Instagram with the same title. And I think it's 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 mostly a, it's a creative outlet for me, but it's it's a way of kind of, as I mentioned, sharing um, you know the 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 wonders and the challenges of motherhood, and hopefully connecting and resonating with others who are experiencing it as well. Yeah, I love it, Anne. And um, I can't wait to continue to dive into learning more about your work and your company. And, you know, Anne and I have talked a little bit about a collaboration, hopefully coming up soon. We'd, we are hoping to kind of collaborate and put something together to kind of bring our mutual vision to life as far as like really supporting moms in the unseen, um, mm -hmm. because that's a lot of my mission too. And I know that Anne, you and I have talked a lot about that, of just continuing to support moms with feeling encouraged, even in the invisible work that we do every day. Um, so quickly before we leave, I wanted, this is kind of the question I like to ask people before we sign off. Mm -hmm. um, if you could choose one positive mindset mantra that really helps you feel encouraged in your day-to-day -day life, whether it's a quote or a song or, you know, a scripture verse or something from, you know, a book you read, what would be one positive mindset mantra that you would share that really helps you feel, you know, like I said, encouraged day to day? That's a great question. Um, I mean, the two that came to mind and I'll share them just as a, a um, I think, yeah, taking a deep breath and saying, be here now is kind of a reminder of just being present when our minds can be overwhelmed by all that we have to do or all that's going on, um, you know, trying to help emotionally regulate our kids at the moment. So one is about being present um, and anything that reminds us. And then the other is um, something when I was a kid, I remember noticing that my mom had a card up um, that she had gotten that said, you're doing your best. And she displayed it in her desk. And I think I have so much more appreciation for it when I think about, you know, her as a mom of three, and I consider my mom to be a kind of this um, super human <laughs> mom who, who did so much. Um, but I think, yeah, just I'm doing my best. Um, it gets at the, the feeling of, um, yeah, it doesn't have to be perfect. The expectations are high and, and you can kind of show up as you are. And if you can be there for your kids and love your kids, like, you know, nothing else matters. So just focusing on, on that, I think is another good reminder. Oh, I love that. And thank you so much for both of those. Those are super encouraging and just great points for me and moms in inside the entire motherhood community of just focusing on being present and remembering that at the end of the day, we are all doing our best, right? Mm -hmm. All right, friends. Thank you so much for tuning into the Mom Life Mindset podcast today. We'll see you in the next one. Take care. Thank you, Erin.